0: All right, what is going on? Welcome to Canela and Bell, hanging out on a Tuesday. Women's World Cup, 3 o'clock. My daughter's lined up, a viewing party, ready to go. We're wearing our colors, going nuts, watching them play. We'll probably preview that a little bit later in the show. Um, ton of NBA free agency we have to get to. The bottle cap challenge is on right now. I think both Raja and I are not very impressed by some of this stuff. All. We're going to break some of those down. Before we get to the NBA free agency, uh, which is going on right now, Uh, I noticed this yesterday, and it kind of has to do with it. Myers Leonard was a part of this move uh, between the Heat and um, the Portland Trailblazers, all this this four-way team trade that's going down. Uh, I I looked up Myers Leonard's um, Twitter profile to kind of see what was going on, see what he was all about. And one of the things that he puts on there, I wanted to know your opinion about this. I'm trying to find his official page. Um, On his profile... He puts on there, I gotta see what, cause it looked a little bit more whipped than I, that like, want to make it out to be. But he's like, the first line is like, proud husband to his wife. Yes. That's there. Yes. What's your first reaction when you see that? <laughs> <laughs> because mine is always, uh, like, did she make him put it there? Yeah. Cause if, like, if you're an NBA player, you probably have a lot of people firing in your DMs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it might have been a message from your significant other to be like, hey, make sure I'm on there. Um,
1: he's just <laughs> a proud just husband get us of, in trouble? of, yes, maybe, maybe he's just proud, bro, which I'm sure he is. Because yours doesn't say proud husband of. It doesn't. Cause I don't know if that's the place it's
0: supposed to be like on your, on your Twitter page right there. On my Instagram, I'll put pictures with my wife.
1: I like, got to of course no, Of course, of course, Not of course. Say course, it. It's no, no, I hear you. It's a, I mean,
0: hey, good I, for him. Good for him. All right. <laughs> anyway, his kid got mad skills too. He's got a picture of uh on his Instagram, his kids putting up buckets and it's like really 10 in a row. Olds his kid looks like 9, 10, I mean, some 11, somewhere right? there. I, yeah, there we go. we are going
1: to town, we can line it up,
0: bro. <laughs> yes. All right. Now that we've started on that note, Coke is mad at me already. Like, we haven't even gotten three minutes into the show the and Coca he's don't mad start at me. Exactly. We're, like, on vacation mode. We only have two more days. Yes. July 4th is here. It's summer mode. People are listening to being I would be interested. Like, seriously. I'm tired of the for, NBA free. For whatever stuff.
1: following or listening, like, audience we have. Yes. Do they like it more when we follow the rundown and talk about the daily sports grind? Or do they appreciate it more when we delve into the little side topic conversations where we could get off the rails a little bit? Hey, like, I would want to know.
0: Let us know. At and Bell on Twitter. You can hit us up there. You can tag Coca on there. Find him. Matthew Coca. Yeah, Danny, Danny,
1: let's have, Danny, we're going to have your wife call in to see if she wants to be in your, in your Twitter oh, bio. How about that? That's why i No, let's get that. No, let's, get that. let's get that. I'll, let, I'll, let her on
0: here to defend herself. Boom. Let's get her on here. We'll do a whole segment with her and she'll say, you know what? I'm not going to force my man to put something on there. Like yeah. I'm proud. I'm married. I'm happily married. I don't have to tell everybody don't about it. it on Twitter. Yeah, prove it. No, exactly. She's secure enough in our marriage where we don't have to worry about it. All right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast, you can check us out anytime, CBS Sports HQ, streaming live. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, uh, at Canel and Bell. Check us out there for our best segments. But really, tell us what you think. What do you want to hear on the podcast, at Canel and Bell on Twitter? Fire them away at us. Um, so let's get to it. <laughs> we'll go right back to the rundown. Right to run. uh, so Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors, obviously, I think you have to describe it as a success. Right. I mean you had you had championships. You got you got success. Absolutely. Uh now it fell off towards the end with the injury. Uh it fell off towards the end with the tussle with Draymond Green when Draymond Green called him a little bleep 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 for you not committing to the team. Um so it comes to this bitter end. Now the undefeated had an article. Kendrick Perkins, who was a teammate of Kevin Durant's, um wouldn't go into specific details, but he believes that Kevin Durant had, quote, one foot out the door. Because the Warriors made him feel unappreciated, um, I don't know what more you could have done for Kevin Durant. There was a, a, a snippet from Bob Myers was on a pregame show on the radio station and said something about, well, Steph Curry got a long-term deal. Will Kevin Durant get that same offer? And my, Bob Myers was like joking, said, well, Steph Curry's one of ours. We drafted him. That's why he's got it. Kevin Durant hasn't earned his yet. Yeah, And apparently Kevin Durant was bothered by that. Man, you gotta get some thicker skin.
1: Um, or you have to know who you're dealing with as a star player if you're Bob Myers in the organization, right? I mean, if that's, if it was a tongue-in-cheek joke and you know that he doesn't play well, there are dudes you grow up with that you know don't, don't joke well, right? Like (laughs) I was not a good joke guy. So all my dudes knew when it was time to start jonesing and roasting, like I wasn't playing with you, right? Because we were, yeah, I didn't have that, I didn't have a quick tongue. Like I wasn't quick-witted and I didn't, I didn't like being made fun of because I didn't make fun of anybody else. So they left me be. Like, and I would say, like, yeah, he needs to have thicker skin, but Bob Myers, if you know you got a dude like that, maybe don't be out there joking and throwing stuff out there that could be inflammatory in his mind. I do think it was a success from, from both sure. sides for, for Golden State and for Kevin Durant. I felt like Kevin Durant was always just a mercenary in this deal. I felt like he was always going there. He was going to try to stack championships while he could get them. And while I do think... It wound up being a place where I could see him staying, and I thought he should have stayed. I always think that he felt like it was just you know, that window of time, and he would maximize it the best he could, and then he was probably moving on.
0: I totally agree with you that it felt like he was this hired gun from the outside. And I do think there is something to the fact that Clay and Steph were homegrown. They were drafted, Draymond. They built from within. They kind of cut their teeth together. Where Kevin Durant was in Oklahoma City for a long time. And there is something about growing up with people. You know, I mean, whether you're in a family or whatever it is, you're not, it is, it is going to feel like more family if you've been through all those first steps, like your baby steps in the NBA together. And then you get over that hump and then you hire in this one guy who does give you the championship. But there's also something about it where I do think Kevin Durant, I think he, I think he got a lot more people rooting for him now. The fact that he did go out there and put his body on the line. He was hurt by it. But there is something about him where he is super sensitive to criticism, whether it was in Oklahoma City or it was in Golden State. And hey, I probably wouldn't love it either if people are crushing me all the time and yeah. comparing me to LeBron James.
1: And it would get old, but at some point you're like, Man, just let it go. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And here's what I'll say to to Kevin Durant. Um, those guys won championships before you got there. They could have potentially won two if Draymond doesn't get suspended, you know, and the, the jury's out on that. We'll never know. But they won championships before you got there. So you had to know going into that situation that there was a chance that you would never be those guys. Now, for what you did for the organization, there would be a place carved out for you in the fan base's hearts. But at the end of the day, it it could never really surpass what those guys have done for the organization because they were doing it before you got there to the tune of championships, and they also were winning championships with you. So you were always playing from behind right? if you're Kevin Durant. But you have to know that. like That can't be... That can't be something that, that three years into it is something you can't get over and you didn't see this coming. You had to factor that into your decision. And generally speaking, I think Kevin Durant is great. I, I just know him to say hi. I played against him. He's a great competitor. He's one of the dudes that, you know, never really have a beef when you're out there competing and throwing elbows and stuff like that. I think he's fantastic. I, I do think though that you need to, re- he needs to remove himself to some degree. From the opinion business and, 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 and having other people's opinions affect him or, or giving people the satisfaction of knowing that their opinions affect you. Right. You're Kevin Dam Durant. Like, don't, don't dignify some of these morons with a response to the bull stuff that's coming out, you know, on Twitter, like little Jacob sitting in somebody's garage, firing out tweets. And Kevin Durant, like one of the best players on the planet is responding to that. Like it's beneath you. Don't, like even if it does bother you, stop responding and letting people know that it bothers you.
0: And it does feel like he has this really adversarial relationship with the media. And when you're talking about legacies, those guys with the pens, and I know they don't like to admit this, they do have a lot of power in shaping the narrative. Guys who talk on TV, guys who talk on the radio and guys who write opinion pieces. Right. They can shape an opinion of you. And I know you think you can get the best of them because you can clap back and you can give them some comment and you can come back and zing them and you can get your own message out there on Twitter. But a lot of times, man, those guys end up creating that narrative where it's not going to do you can't really win in that situation there's no upside for me and Kevin Durant for creating burner accounts and going at people for creating a shoe that has all your haters topics on it for going back and forth with an Ethan Strauss publicly in front of a room and belittling him like you sounded like him when you said I'm Kevin Durant because that's exactly yeah. what he said right so then just be Kevin Durant just stop me. stooping to a level where you're mixing it up with these people who you know don't even aren't even been, worthy of the you know, conversation I, I hate to say we're,
1: we're all human beings so I I I very rarely, like, I don't, I don't practice in saying like you're better than him or I'm better than you for whatever reason because you played in the NBA or he, you know, runs this company. You're not. We're all humans, right? But man, as it pertains to like what you are best on the planet in, which is basketball, yeah, you are better than them totally. Like you are. They don't have nearly the the type of resume that you have. They haven't achieved any of the the stuff that you've achieved. You are in that lane better than them. Don't worry about them fools, man. People who are lesser than you and they're going to hate. Right. It's what that's all they can do. They can't beat you. They're going to hate on you. Like, don't dignify that with your time or your energy or or your response. I just think it's it's beneath him, like, you know, in, 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 in the basketball. And there's only been one player that I know that's ever been able to really shape their own narrative and, and beat the media. It's LeBron. Like, LeBron effectively creates his own now because of, of this – like this brand that he's built and these media platforms that are his own. So right. He gets his own message out there. It's not via Twitter or via Instagram or any of these relatively small platforms. Like it's no time. He's got an HBO. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and the the thing was he wasn't sensitive super early in his career. Like, do you know what I mean? He had a relationship. He's got a lot of writers in his pocket. He became friends or his people became friends with all of these dudes. So when all these rumors are leaking, those are all coming from LeBron's camp, right? Right. He fostered the relationships before he decided he was going to get bristly with the media. But by then, he's got his own platform to get his narrative out there. Like, Kevin Durant, you haven't played it like he's played it, so you can't operate the same way.
0: I think LeBron is very savvy, too, as far as picking what battles... To go at people. Right, true. Sure. You know, like he's smarter. If it's a big enough issue, he'll put his foot down and he'll say something. If it's not, he'll let it blow over and it's right. no big deal. He won't even address it. Uh You have alluded a couple times to the Golden State Warriors having screwed up Kevin Durant uh, and That's Achilles, the way right. they handled the injury. I've always been a little bit skeptical saying, hey, you know what? They probably played some part in When I see them make a decision to retire his jersey uh, effectively, the number 35, that to me says maybe they did screw it up. And this is their way to say, hey, please don't put it out there. Put us on blast. Let's just make this relationship look like it was spectacular. And everybody will be just gravy because we're going to retire your number. That's what it looks like to me. Or it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen after just of such an incredibly short tenure. No matter how many championships you won, like, you're just not – we talked about Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. They are really the face of this franchise. You were the hired mercenary to come in. That, to me, doesn't – isn't worthy of a jersey retirement.
1: That, that It's hush money, bro. <laughs> That's what it is. It's exactly what it's hush money. Um And I'm not taking away anything Kevin Durant did there for No, that. but it's at, just not worthy. Time, it's not. Like, people people work whole careers to, to warrant getting their jerseys retired. You're talking about Hall of Fame careers in in one spot. You were there, what, four years? Yep. Um, you didn't. You, you won two championships like that. People come and go in that space all the time, and never even make the ring on or or, or have a jersey retired. That's hush money, straight up.
0: If it came from, if it's Kevin Durant has a 18 year career. No, and oh, he's dude. retired and you want to honor him, bring him back, put up a statue, something yeah. like that, but to never let another player wear 35, look, that's the ultimate
1: Andy. in the names that you put out there. This are isn't like, even shade, man. I don't, and right. I don't want to speak. Although who no, the heck are some of these? I don't even know if a statue, dude. I don't even know if a, st- a statue of four years. Right. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Is LeBron getting a statue in Miami? D. Wade will. D. W- D- Wade was a lifer for the most part with the heat. Multiple championships. Yeah, he had a little hiatus in Cleveland. And, but he's and, always a heat and, he's for a life. Heat for life, right? Like Sha- Shaq in, in um, Kobe. Got one in LA. Shaq's
0: got one in L.A., right?
1: He's got the one with the – Yeah, but, I mean, I want to say that was like maybe – A nine, long time nine after. Year, and a nine-year career in L.A., something like that. Like it wasn't a four – it wasn't one contract and now you're out of here. Do you know Here's what I mean?
0: Here's what you do. Here's the way you attribute you, uh, the team. And, the, well, this gets a little dicey because if you had like a statue of three players – are you going to leave out Draymond? Because I was thinking you could put up D-Wade, LeBron, and Bosh. Statues? But
1: then, yeah, like maybe a no, mural. You've got a banner,
0: bro. <laughs> that's right. That's what you that have. You have a banner with your name on it. Yep. Hey, say whatever, 2017, 2018, world Good champs. Rats. If you, there wanna, you go. If you want to
1: highlight Kevin Durant's name on that, I'll, I'll I'll co-sign that. Yep. But retiring 35 after four years, I don't even know how. I don't uh, that's, uh, Much money.
0: So one of the fan favorites on the Golden State Warriors is one of their critical components, and it's Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson had one of the best announcements to go out there. A scene from uh Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo St. DiCaprio coming out there. I'm not leaving. <laughs> it is like Clay Thompson knows how to. And I, granted, it Great, that was
1: a great scene, by the way.
0: Oh, a fantastic scene. scene. But for him to announce it like that, yeah. like I think some guys can be really clever with social media, and they can. It's just likable. It's funny. It's fun. It never crosses the line. It's just. Perfect. Yeah, and I would say I'm jealous of him because I am awful on social media. I'm very unlikable on there, and people are like this guy's a total d
1: bag. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, sometimes I deserve it. This Clay Thompson, I should take some a page out of his playbook. I don't know Clay very well, but I do remember I, I had been in in Golden State with Steph his rookie year. I got traded there, so I spent some time with Steph, um, and then I, I didn't resign with them. I went to Utah, so that next year, I believe Clay came in, and I remember the first time I played Clay. You know, my shtick was always to like get up and be physical and try to intimidate him like off the bat because he was a rookie type of deal. And you know, you can learn a lot from a guy's reaction from that, like whether they try to stick you back or whether they, you know, kind of go away. He was kind of like chuckling and like laughing about it, right? Like like, he knew what you were trying to do. Like I appreciated that, but his dad was a pro, right? He was—he's pretty laid-back dude where he's just like, look, whatever, man. Like it didn't stop him from trying to go at me, but his response was one that would make you think. He was a relatively cool dude, right? Like right. he had a good perspective on it. He was right, like bro, you're, you can't you're, get in his like, head. You're too old for this, brother. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? You know, it was it was funny. So I, I I respected it. I thought it was hilarious. Was that
0: when you were in Golden State? Was that Don Nelson
1: was the head coach? Yeah, Nelly traded for me. Yeah. Have you seen the piece on him on HBO Real Sports? Yeah, dude. I, it was an outstanding piece. Nelly is phenomenal. So Nelly, I, I didn't know this at the time because I'm not that bright. But Nelly has had farms in Hawaii for years. So our Christmas gift from the mavericks when we played there would be these beautiful like you know um you know i i i i don't know just tropical flower arrangements that would come in well, what kind of flowers no but they were just regular <laughs> so he's been set up though yeah to grow forever cuz he has got all this land in maui where he's just been you know agriculturally like you know experimenting for for a decade so it's the natural evolution of things i would guess cuz he's always Partaken in the, but he, you know what's crazy is he said he didn't start smoking until
0: after he was done coaching. <laughs> So you're telling me there were lies in this Bryant Gumbel piece that's hard news? You're telling me? Wait a second. He
1: actually says, I never smoked while I coached. All right. All right. So <laughs> get the truth right there. I don't know. Look, I mean, I he looks smoking like he's been smoking smoking since I didn't, I, he was 10. I never shared a blunt with Don Nelson. <laughs> right. I don't know. My I can't favorite. tell you 100% certain without a doubt that he was. So I'm it not going to.
0: It was a thoroughly entertaining piece. They interviewed Willie Nelson, which is great. They
1: call him, they're like brothers. So, even they share the same all right, let's They're play, not. Oh, like this. Yeah. Willie Nelson and Don have hung out for a long time. <laughs> right. Long time. Played poker together. I've seen, I, I've recounted that tale of going into like the party and yes. seeing Don there with the dog. And yes. then like, I mean, like some real big, he played poker for decades with Willie and he never. He said he didn't. I'm just telling what the piece said, but I, I'll I love Don. I love Don. No, he Don seems my, like a great dude. One of my favorite. Personalities and brilliant offensive mind, kind of like Mike D'Antoni, Don Nelson. Like when you go on a road trip, like back to backs, you know, you leave the gym in your suit and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, you don't need much, so you'd be in a suit like the next night. You'd have another, you know, another suit, but you probably have something to go to shoot around in or something like that, or right. some extra clothes. Nelly would show up the next morning like in his church socks, like the the dress socks from last night, the dress shoes. <laughs> And jogging pants, like the old school jogging pants, like Windbreaker yeah. jogging pants. Throw them over? Just throw them over it and just be out there and shoot. Right Travel up. light,
0: man. Travel light. He probably didn't have any bags. My favorite story in there was yeah. when they said they were at this poker game yeah. and a dude died and they, <laughs> like, finished the game. They finished the poker game and they were like, he'd want us to finish the game. Us to finish. And then the corner came, like, an hour later by the time he was there and they just finished their game and they kept his ashes up on the wall good of people, their poker man. room. And yeah. his
1: wife. Like, they're a good family. Good yeah. Family.
0: A correction that we have to make on the show. We kind of. Okay. I mean, I think we owe it to our listeners if they're holding us accountable for what we're doing. So, Myers Leonard is married to one L Leonard. I don't think they have kids though. But you know who can hoop? L not, Leonard, not his eleven-year-old son. It's his wife. I just assumed. I saw a glance at it. Yes, like it's a relic It's, a, rel- it's a small video, and too. she's kind of far away. Yeah, and it looks like a little kid is draining buckets. And I didn't. Ass- I should have. I should never have made that assumption because his wife might be a better shooter than he is. Yeah, I just don't man. know.
1: We don't know that. She was stroking me. That's, that's what I'm
0: yeah. saying. Like she had an unbelievable shot. Good for him. Uh, all right. NFL news. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, had his incident. We covered it when it happened in Las Vegas. Both you and I thought it was a little absurd that it even got to any point. Yeah. Some dude tries him as he's walking at a concert. Um, it was dumb. It was really insignificant, but Roger Goodell says, you know what? I want to have a little meeting with you. I want to have a little sit down. Stupid. So, he is uh, meeting with him today. It is Tuesday. Uh, In that incident, he was briefly detained but not arrested. Um, See, here's the problem where this all stems back to the Ray Rice issue because the the NFL did not have a policy in place for domestic violence for some of these types of issues. So, they tried to go back and they had instant six-game suspension and then you had to put on this probation so Ezekiel Elliott is a subject to a fine or suspension under the league's personal conduct policy, which does not require an arrest or conviction for a player to be penalized.
1: There are so many things that are wrong with the NFL's CBA. <laughs> I agree. There are so there's so much latitude that that dude has, Roger Goodell. So much that this is, you guys got it wrong. NFL players, if you're listening, like you need to go back, give up a season if you need to to stop being treated like. First of all, um. I support you having policy in place for domestic violence. Of course, everybody Um, You know, You know, you're talking about child abuse and things like that 100%. But, Roger Goodell, this is not unlike what I just said about Kevin Durant. If you are going to be moved to having to have a conversation with Ezekiel Elliott over every little video that pops up somewhere of nothing really transpiring or taking place, then you've given credence to everybody out there with a cell phone and you've emboldened them to go out there and be filming even more. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this should not even be on Roger Goodell's radar. There was an instance, the kid flopped, he fell down, nothing happened, there was no arrest made. Keep it moving, bro. We don't need to be interviewing Ezekiel Elliott over this for possible suspension or fine. The, the butthead that got the video now? Yeah. Like, that's it, he's in the business, let's go out, we're gonna go get more videos, right? And if we're having knee-jerk reactions to every butthead that has one of these videos, I just think you embolden them to keep doing what they're doing, man, and I think it's a problem.
0: Uh So here's the issue that Roger Goodell runs into. Because Zeke was already suspended six games. So what? For an incident that he kind of is in this probationary period. But well, what do you but do? This is an easy phone call to me. Like, this is a phone oh, yeah. call from Roger Goodell, or one of his people, that says, hey – what happened? You find out there was no arrest. There was nothing there. We all saw the video. Correct. And just use common sense. Say, let's save everybody's time instead of flying you to New York just for a sit-down so you can uh, you know, grovel in front of the commission.
1: I'm not lobbying for them not to do their due diligence if you're at the NFL. Right. This doesn't have to be a topic on our show. The, the world doesn't need to know that you're further digging into this, right? Yeah. Like You don't have to make a spectacle of it if you're the NFL and Roger DeVille. Just call. Figure out what happened. Get to the bottom of it. Nothing happened. We're good. Keep
0: it moving. And most of these things are a 24-hour. Our news cycle where it happens oh, it, people are outraged about it they'll call for hey the NFL but it'll go away now stupid. people are talking about again saying whoa should you suspend them should you do something more you, not know, what you,
1: you know what leagues you never hear about like this kind of, like you never hear about NBA guys having to having to go meet with with uh, Adam uh, silver Adam Silver over there like it's a rare thing man the NBA does a good job if it's an egregious act Someone's committed some kind of serious crime or felony. The NBA deals with it. Otherwise, they want their news to be this free agency that's taking place. They want their news to be like signature shoes and stuff. Good, good stuff. You don't want this as the news that's coming out about the NFL. All right. So I have
0: another one that we can talk about. Kareem Hunt, uh, who was on the Chiefs, uh, on the Chiefs, now on the Cleveland Browns has had his share of uh, issues as well. There's a new incident per TMZ uh, that the running back, Cleveland Browns running back, went to the Barley House party spot on yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, because he's 23. Right. And this is the exact quote from TMZ. Right after he left, something happened in all caps. Something. Several cops went over to speak with the 23-year-old. He wasn't arrested, wasn't detained. He left without incident. But a witness told TMZ Sports Hunt was involved in a physical altercation with another man before the cops came over. The witness wasn't sure if it was a real fight or if he was just horsing around with a buddy. At one point, one of the officers can be heard on video telling Kareem, I saw him push you. This has got to be the dumbest thing. And this is what drives me nuts because I think TMZ, like they were the ones that got the Ray Rice video, which was important. It, was got, it did get out there, and it did change policy. Okay. But this, even getting in the public eye, is absolute ridiculousness,
1: ridiculous. These are people's livelihoods that you're playing with. Correct. Um, again, I want to make it clear: no support for the, the child abuse or 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 domestic violence or anything like that. Like punishments should be what they are, and you have to you have to deal with that if you're the person who's who, who's offended or, or or committed the crime. This has nothing to do with either anything in his past. He's at a bar. He's 23 years old. He, 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 he didn't appear or by anyone's account, uh, sound to be like drunk or out of control or belligerent in any way, shape or form. He was there with his friends. No arrest was made. Like you just recounted the whole, the the whole scene. There's no real reason for this to be out there. This, it's, it's so stupid. And I get they're in the business of doing that, but I just feel like we have, like we're so quick to be playing with other people's livelihoods, right? Like, and, and. But
0: here's the thing. Does he get a pass because he was caught on video dragging a girl on video, which is bad. So that kind of sets the precedent where, so he goes into this bar and I guarantee you that starts to make, Hey, that's Kareem Hunt. That's the guy that had the domestic violence issue. That's the guy. So that starts, that narrative starts creeping around, but I totally agree with you. But what I'm saying is, You've kind of made your own reputation by making that first mistake. My message to you, and, but this isn't but, everybody, everybody makes mistakes, is don't let the first mistake happen because it can change the way people look at you for the rest of your oh, life. No.
1: Yeah. You know dude. what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not.
0: like, this is a stupid incident. I could see somebody, I could see Kareem Hunt arguing with one of his boys about Kawhi Leonard. Is he going to the Lakers or the, and they're getting animated because that's what dudes do and yeah. they're yelling at each other or who's the better team or who is the goat? All these conversations that you could have and have an animated debate and somebody on the outside is looking in like, Oh my gosh, they're going to fight because they have no clue the way guys interact.
1: Right. Uh,
0: yes. I, and that's probably something along the lines of what happened. He was wrong for the first instance. Of course he was. Uh, of course a, there, he was. There's no explanation But don't you think you and, lose and, and that right to, like, the right to just be innocent forever?
1: Like, people are going to accuse you of stuff. You shouldn't. Right? Like, if the, I mean, you're not – there, there wasn't a woman involved. Like, that's that – right. your history would suggest that you you have anger issues with women. Like, it wasn't like he was there aggressively, you know, talking with a woman or anything. These, these are just two right. – And, you know, if, if you had – Perpetrated like some sort of crime and, and you had assaulted someone in the bar, then, then you're guilty. Of course. And this shit, th- this should be something that, that, that is talked about. But it, nothing transpired here. Like this was just, you know, police came, said that they actually saw somebody, you know, maybe push him. Like this is a non-conversation, or at least it should be. Like I, I don't, you know, just because you, I don't know Danny, I, here's a, here's a bigger, a bigger issue for me. And this one, Relates to a lot of guys when we talk about going home, cause let's, like Kawhi's talking about going home. Mm-hmm. Now Kawhi's not a guy that sounds like he's out a lot. You can make a case that with this guy's baggage cream hunt, maybe you shouldn't be out. Like, right. You should be out in the club, but you're 23 you gotta live your life, right? Right. He's at home now, right? If I'm not mistaken. Like Cleveland. Yeah, that's the spot.
0: And supposedly
1: had a rough background. I don't know if he's hanging around with the best people. I don't know who he was with. There are a lot of distractions when you go and you play at home. Right. Like it always sounds like a great idea. Everyone gets a little homesick when you're away during the season. You miss your people, but playing at home has its own set of like, you know, hurdles to clear and, and, and potential pitfalls to navigate. There are a lot of distractions when you play at home, especially, you know, if, if you have a big circle of people. And I, I don't, I can't speak to his, but if you do have a big circle of people, there are a lot of people pulling at you in the season. They're pulling at you in the season when you're not even in your hometown. Right. Right? Imagine if you're in your hometown and everybody wants a little piece of what's going on with you. Right. Hey, we're going really to the really
0: VIP tonight. Really like, we're, you're
1: going to get us a bottle. We're going to really get tough. the bottle service. They're yeah. all with it every single night. You're going to have that temptation. Yeah. And for a dude like him, especially that, that could not, that's probably a bad recipe. You know, when you're trying to rehab an image but you're back with your buddies and you guys are out in the streets and then something like this happens.
0: All right, welcome back to Canel and Bell. Yesterday we hit on just a touch about how hard it is for NFL players to watch this NBA free agency period open up when you see all this money doled out. Uh, The contracts, and I would say – Comparatively speaking, when you have the biggest stars in the NBA, the Kevin Durant's, the Clay Thompson's, the Kawhi Leonard's, compared to Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Russell Wilson, the guys that are uh, just going on the guys that just signed contract, go off Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson, the numbers are staggeringly different. Like who was he yesterday? We were saying is going to make fifty million in the back. Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard is going to make fifty million dollars a year at the back end of his deal. He's
1: better than Tom Brady.
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Watch your mouth right there. Um, so you see the highest NFL salaries versus the NBA salaries. Yeah, and it's just dwarfed. You see Matt Bryan at guaranteed money ninety four million. Dang. Russell Westbrook is at two hundred six. Cousins, my man, at 84. He's the second highest guaranteed. Dang, that's pretty high. Yeah. Steph Curry's at 201. So you are basically looking at double the value. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then the further you go down, it's not even close when you get a little bit deeper. So DeAndre Hopkins weighed in. Do you all think top NFL players deserve top NBA players' contracts? I said this the other day. It's a unique dynamic because the numbers are so different. Correct. Because you have 53-man rosters, there has to be a lot more money spread around I don't think the revenue split is that much different as far as what the owners take versus the players. Right. But there's fewer players to divide it up by. So you're going to get a bigger piece of
1: that pie. Yeah, this, I mean, it's all economics, right? Like yeah. If it splits 51-49 um, in your league... And, it, and it is in the NBA. There's no more money to go around. Like some of you, why don't you shave the rosters to 20 and guys play both ways? Right. Then you and, don't want to do and, that. Right. you don't want to do that. And then maybe you could, you know, I, but I, I don't have an answer. What I do know, like, is they need, as an NFL, like, brotherhood to stand up for some of the, the, the injustices that, that they think, um, are, are perpetrated against them by the league. They have to stand up and collectively, be willing to strike, lose right. time, lock out, um to be able to affect change like that. Which
0: the NBA just did not too long ago yeah. in the, uh, in the lockout when that was, uh, the season was short. But you're only as strong as your weakest link, so. Right. And can't. there's always going to be some dudes, I mean, heck, I'm, I might sign up and be like, hey, you need a, you need a scab squad, I'll go out there, I'll sign up, sign right, me up. Right. But you always would have those players. Now I think if you, again, you have to have, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Carter, go through your top ten. The quarterbacks. ones on those lists. The quarterbacks alone, if they threatened to sit out and said, "Hey, we need more," the problem was I don't know if the NFL owners would cave. They'd be right. like, "All right, we'll wait you out." And, and then, but the only way you find out is if you do it and try to get some meaningful change done.
1: Big accomplish. Big bank takes little bank usually, right? Yeah. So here's
0: like, here's a look, this is an interesting uh, graphic because it has Kyler Murray versus Zion Williamson, where the money looks a little bit better up front. Because Kyler Murray obviously gonna get the twenty four million dollar signing bonus. Whereas Zion Williamson looks later on the back end, he gets a little more guaranteed. But the overall contracts, thirty five million guaranteed for Kyler Murray, forty four for Zion Williamson. Do we have the shoe contracts up there? Because man, Zion's a dwarf Kyler. Kyler's gonna have a nice shoe contract for an NFL player. It will be not even a tenth of what Zion Williamson will get from Nike,
1: right? And then you get to that. You get to the like the length of those deals. Then you get to your next contract for Zion. That's then when he's it's not really going to dwarf what what uh, Kyler gets. I just, you know, I, leagues have their different different challenges. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of being able to spread the money out and and all of that, and and it's you can't look at one league and say ours needs to be like that because it just doesn't work like that. But if there are things that fundamentally you guys feel are wrong with your league, then you have to have a union. That will stand up. I think Eric, is it Eric, uh, Winston now? The guy I don't know if he's still there now, but he was for a long time, was the head of the players. And game. you guys gotta get on board, you have to start, you know, put that war chest aside, start, start planning and mapping it out, and so everyone is aware, hey, start stacking them chips, cause we're gonna go to the mattresses like in two years, so have yourself preserved and ready to go financially, and, and really take a stand until you- They might wait you out, I don't know, but it ain't- It's not changing unless you do something to make a change, right? Cause the yep. owners seem real happy with the system yeah. in the NFL. Hey, absolutely, dude. What I would fight for more than the more than the money, like the more money, is guarantees. Right. You know what I so mean. So that is
0: a misnomer, though, because the guarantees are not prohibited. Like we just saw, Kirk Cousins, three
1: years fully fully well, guaranteed. Make you know, like fight for fight for it. Like the, everyone up for a new contract, right? Like shift the whole the whole thing, right. make it a guarantee, make it guarantee, make I it, it guarantee across the board. And
0: that needs to happen collectively as a group. Which you might not even have to do to strike. You could maybe say, Hey, we're we're with yeah, you probably would have to strike, but you would say, Hey, we're not we're not doing this until everybody gets a
1: guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. You know what they need to stop doing is taking the sign in bonus. I don't want a sign in bonus. Right. I want ninety million, but I want it all guaranteed. Right. So don't try to don't try to sell me on the thirty million up front and then you're gonna cut me next year. Which always happens. Straight. I don't want I don't need the thirty million in hand. Give me the ninety I'm going to rock with that. Yep.
0: NFL definitely has uh, some issues, and uh, NFL players don't love seeing all this money being thrown around. But, again, I do think it's more of an economics issue than anything. Uh One of those players who's going to get paid in the NBA is Jimmy Butler. Finally gets finalized. Uh He turned down the five-year $190 million deal from the Sixers. In this trade, which involved four players, Miami gets Jimmy Butler and Myers Leonard, whose wife can ball. Yep. Uh Portland gets Hassan Whiteside. Philly gets Josh Richardson and the Clippers get Mo Harkless and a future first from Miami. I just don't know what sense this makes for Jimmy Butler or for the Miami Heat. Like, I get you're getting a pretty good player. I do think he fits Pat Riley's kind of MO, like what type of player he wants more. Somebody who's a little bit old school, going to give you a lot of effort on the court, going to go out there with a dagger and try to, you know, take the ball in his hands. But are you going to be that good? And Jimmy Butler, who's been frustrated a couple spots because he wasn't able to contend, I yep. think it's going to change in Miami.
1: Yeah, you do. I, 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 I don't. I don't think that they've got any kind of team that's going to make any noise. They could be a bottom half of the the playoff race type of team, which is marginally better than they've been the last couple of years, which is a just outside the playoffs looking in type of team. So. Like, Marone was talking the other day, like, we were having this, you know, conversation. He was one of the Heat fans that I was kind of talking about yeah. on air the other day. Um, and I, and I ran into a few last night who was asking me the same question. Do I think they could be a six seed? Yeah. I think they could, in theory, be a six seed with, with that lineup. Myers Leonard is actually a nice piece for them, too. Um, and I imagine that, that they're not done. I know they probably, you know, want to keep some pieces moving. Jimmy's going to fit here because he's the alpha clearly here. Yes. It's going to be his show. And so you'll get, the best version of Jimmy, if you're Heat, he is a Pat Riley type of player mentality wise. You're going to have to figure out some pieces, you know, to put around him. The Justice Winslow had a nice year last year. You know, I don't know what's left in the tank with Goran Dragic. You know, you got rid of a nice piece in in, in Josh Richardson, but you'll, you'll have to figure out what to put around him if you're ever going to be in the conversation for an Eastern Conference you know eastern conference supremacy but right now you're in the bottom half of that that playoff hunt in my opinion which you know like it's, it's a decent start it's not a terrible move for the heat i actually think again in this deal you know a lot of people got a good piece like I think Josh Richardson's a nice piece for the Sixers. He's not Jimmy Butler, but you were losing Jimmy anyway. Josh Richardson is a nice young piece. Mm-hmm. He did not want to part with him. Uh, he kind of stagnated last year, but the Heat would have liked to have kept that. Mo Harkless is a nice move for the Clippers. He fits the mold of what they've done there with guys that are motivated and kind of versatile and long and can go out there. Uh, the only one, you know, the Hassan Whiteside situation, you know, I don't know. They, you know, he's been kind of stashed away in Miami. But Portland's a place you got Yusef Nurkic, you lost Ennis Cantor, Um there's some minutes there for a rim protecting center. You know, it could be a win-win-win-win, if you will, for everybody.
0: Right, uh, Hassan Whiteside, I'm just is a Miami Heat fan, I'm kinda glad he's gone. I'm most Miami you No, know, it's Heat been more are... of a headache, yes, you know, absolutely. it's like untapped potential, guy never really fell in line, uh, so maybe it gets maybe it's a fresh start off somewhere else, but Portland.
1: <laughs> I yeah, know. I don't know, I don't, I don't I don't know, I don't know how it fits. I mean, he had a video yesterday of like, Celebratory video of, you know, we got shooters. They're going to be shooters. Like Hassan has to wrap his mind around the fact that he got a contract that he wasn't supposed to get. Right. And that he's not the guy. And in his mind, everything that was ever, you know, a problem in Miami revolved around him not being given the ball and allowing him to go eat like a big dog. Yep. First of all, the game's not played like that anymore. Like you're a relative dinosaur. They're not playing it through the big dogs anymore. And secondly, you ain't a good enough big dog to play through. Right. So wrap your mind around being a like a a, a, a complimentary piece. Yep, and and maybe you could embrace help a team your role. like that. Embrace your role. Yeah, totally, em- embrace your role for sure. What's going on?
0: Welcome back to Canel and Bell. One more uh, free agency story uh, that I saw that was pretty interesting. And that's Cantor uh, via text to Mark Spears of the uh, uh, undefeated on why he didn't return to Portland instead of going to the Celtics. He said via text, okay, I was considering signing with the Blazers, but they gave me only six <clears throat> minutes yeah. to make a decision. I felt pressure and I didn't feel comfortable, so I told him I need to think about it so I can call my brother so he can ask my family because I can't call my family directly, but they kept pushing, so I told them No. Sounds awful, right? does sound like cancer's right, like it's screwed, like forget that. If you're going to give me six minutes, forget it.
1: One side of the story.
0: That's one side of the story. So somebody tweeted this, quote tweeted it to Damian Lillard and said, what's wrong with management? Sheesh. Dame Lillard, quote tweeted it, replied to everybody, sometimes there's a chance you lose out on two people because you're waiting on one. What I can confirm is that my boy was not given six minutes, LOL. He was probably down to six minutes from the original forty-five. Does it make it better that he was given forty-five minutes? No, because <laughs> that's still a pretty tight window. No, that's a. Tight. But I totally do understand the frenetic situation that you could be in if you're Portland and you've got like that's what Dame Lure is referring to. Hey, if you have a chance to lose, you could lose two, but you want to make sure you get one. Who'd they get? Uh, what would Coca? Who was who this was, involving? We know who, who the, 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 the guy they were talking about. Um but I thought it was interesting too because I did think Damian Lillard did kind of throw his guy under the bus. He calls him his boy and he and he kinda of puts him out uh, there the last a little
1: bit. I've been involved in my share of NBA uh contract negotiations, either as the player. Yeah, you've told me a bunch of times yeah. that you they said either hurry up or we'll just wait around. I had a take it or leave it deal on the table once. Um it was the neck by the next morning. So this was twelve o'clock. It gave me effectively, you know, eight or nine hours, of which most of them are sleeping. Yes. people are sleeping, (laughs) but I could sleep on it, wake up in the morning, and decide whether or not I wanted that contract. Forty five minutes is pretty unheard of, right? I know, like it's It's not unfair. It's unfair to put somebody up against it like that when you're talking about, you know, these are this is a career. You know what I mean? There's a lot that plays in, you know, that that comes into play here, and you know, I'm, you know, if that's the place you wanted to be, Ennis, and and. You know, you let 45 minutes scare you off of that. I, I don't know that I co-signed that. But if you weren't sure and they were putting you up against it, trying to force you into it, then probably leaving is the best case scenario.
0: Hassan Whiteside, who we were just talking about, was one of those trade pieces that was going to Portland. Maybe that was one of the things they were trying to find out. Hey, if we get you, we're going to make this. If we're not, we're going to make this deal. Maybe they felt pressured in that one. Stop.
1: Everybody's got a time crunch. Do you not think so? 45 minutes is ridiculous, bro. Bounce. Yeah. Unless you're just saying, you I want to live in Portland. Right. Would, I'll wait, wait around. Just, okay. I'm going to do it. But I'm. It cost you. Nah. Um,
0: Wimbledon is going on right now. We had the uh, 15-year-old Coco Golf yeah. beat Venus Williams, which was Coco. awesome to see. I didn't realize she's from Delray Beach right up the road, right down in my neighborhood. That's pretty dope. Right around the block. No, it was really cool. You don't live it's, in no damn Delray. <laughs> really <cool>. I'm
1: one <laughs> town oh, over. Out of here, bro. I'm one that town big over. Big difference between Delray and Boca, dog. You know what? <laughs> yes, there like,
0: might big be. Big difference. You know what's pretty cool, though? Uh. is, and I know Venus uh, Williams probably doesn't like to hear this, but Venus Williams paved the way for Absolutely. girls like Corey Goff. Uh, African American minority women to make inroads in tennis. So that's gotta be an incredibly emotional win for Corey Goff to, to, to be able to beat one of her heroes. Yeah. Uh, you know, watching them play pretty unbelievable. And for a 15 year old, the youngest player to win a singles match at Wimbledon since Jennifer Capriotti, 15 is crazy young.
1: Yeah, that in and of itself is remarkable. Um, the full circleness of it with, with, um, you know, the, a, a younger version, so to speak, of, of a Venus, um, it's pretty cool too, but shout out man, like a lot of, a lot of young black women are, are being exposed now to sports. Lauren Stevens? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you would at some point, like, you know, probably see some breakout into golf. You haven't really seen that yet, but yep. you know, exposure to sports like that are, are really important and having role models, which Venus and Serena were, um, that, that you could look up to and think that it was a possibility for yourself is really, really important. Um, for anybody, for uh, sure. so, but that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, being able to picture yourself doing what they are, it helps to see somebody yeah, doing that. Totally. uh totally. And now they can actually picture that. One dude I cannot stand, <laughs> Nick Kyrios. I get down with you
1: Nick. You love Nick. I like hat.
0: Nick. All right, so here's why I don't like him. Yeah. I don't mind that he's kind of, he's like, we're watching this match this morning, he's running around, he's jumping around. Right. I don't mind all that. All the dude does is moan and bitch and complain about how he hates tennis and he doesn't like the sport and it's miserable and it's boring then don't play. Correct. Nobody's forcing you to play tennis. And he tries to act like, oh, I was a basketball player too. Like He nah. ain't no basketball player. There was nah. no chance he was going to do it, which nah. is
1: fine. A lot of people can't play basketball. You know why but you're playing tennis? You know why you're playing tennis? Because <laughs> you couldn't cut it playing basketball. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: So own up to it and stop complaining about everybody else. Um, we also have at 3 o'clock today, which, again, I led the show with this, the U.S. Women's National Team taking on England in the World Cup. This has been kind of crazy because – We talked a lot about, we had the debate, did they celebrate too much when their first goal, when they started 13 goals against Thailand? That was one little kind of thing. If you thought it was a big deal in the U.S., internationally, people hate... The women's team. The London tabloids are having a field day with it. This is one of the lines. And of course, they're going to use this picture, which was probably them goofing around at their photo shoot. Right. Where Alex Morgan and Mega Rapino look kind of cocky, but they're totally like hamming it up. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? But I just find it fascinating they picked that photo to use. You know, because it makes them look the way they want them to look, which is brash, cocky, which they are,
1: which is good. Um, Go out there and whoop that ass, USA. Exactly. That's which, all you got to do. Which they are Edgar heavy. Rapinoe is a boss.
0: She is. She's had four goals, two and two in the last uh, games that they played. Uh, going off on there, I think I just hope it's a good game. Like I, lo- I, love seeing good
1: games. I don't want a good game. You want to see a blowout? I want to see them beat. Especially the now that off their tabloids yeah, are and out now there. now that the French are back in England, I want to see them beat the brakes off of. Do you England. feel better about the
0: women's national team because their defense? Uh, still in the shaky. quarter, It's a little bit shaky, right? They don't, That last they game, don't, game was that last game was a little chippy. You Did know what? You it, see how many times? Oh yeah, other, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Those yeah. other girls were pushing them around. Um, it looks like the world has kind of started closing the gap on our women's national team. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they they they've been so dominant for so long. They're still the favorite. Like I still think yeah. we'll win. Oh yeah. But I think they're closing that gap a little bit. Teams like France, with all those young girls that have that are coming up through their systems and stuff. I think you know the the gap is being closed. Not unlike it was closed to some degree on our on our men's basketball senior team when they messed around and lost the world championships. You know I don't know about a decade ago, and no yep. one saw it coming. And team like Argentina pops up and and beat you, and uh, uh Puerto Rico beat you in the Olympics, like. If you get complacent, not saying that they have, but after a rain on the top for that long, like people are hungry, man. They're chasing. They're closing.
0: They've had their target on the back the whole entire four years leading yeah, up to this. Totally. So everyone's trying to knock them off. Uh, I, in, in that article, it said even France, which France and England, longtime rivals, historically, you know, ever, they said even France will be rooting for England in this matchup, that's why I'm like, which that's, that's against the world, baby. They have the internet. shirts, us versus everyone and celebrate every single goal. <laughs> like it's right the last one you'll ever score. I'm cool with that unless it's 13. Yeah. But the first, <laughs> second, third, fourth, go ahead, run it up on them. Alex Morgan is her 30th birthday today. Oh, is it really? She, uh, the, like U.S. women's soccer account set like happy birthday. Birthday to our girl Alex Morgan. Oh and she said, All business today. We can we can celebrate my birthday anytime. There we It's a business trip. Like so style. I like the mentality of her going in there all focused. The bottle cap challenge is something that's taking the internet by storm.
1: We didn't get Eat to it. show you any of the videos yesterday. Do you think it's overrated? I think listen. I think it's overrated. If you're going to take a bottle that's got something in it, sit it on the table, and barely nip the cap with yep. your foot. To where the bottle doesn't spill and the cap comes flying off, I'm fine with that. See, this bottle, I can't see the bottom of right. it. Right. It could be a dude holding the bottle. But he
0: barely touches it. Is it is being held. It is being held. You can tell the bottle is swaying right there. Right. But he barely touches it. And then you got little dudes doing it. So, little bosses. I, I like mean, this dude. I only
1: like oh. see, anyone. Well, that's Max can Holloway's do that. son. But, and I don't mean to throw any shade, Here's but if John you're Mayer. kicking the bottle, Danny, right, and the bottle's going to fall over. Like then, it's not a great one for me because anyone can do that. You just got to clip it. I'm now, with if you're you. Barely touching the cap at all, right? Where that bottle's not going to move like that. But how do you know that's not being held by a hand where it could have knocked it over? No, dude. If you're a roundhouse kick, yeah. If it he if he contacts it. the bottle, the bottle is going to do right. that, right? Like the first one you saw in the last one, that bottle didn't budge when they clipped the, the cap. That's verified G status, bro. That's what <laughs> <dope. laughs> that is. When the bottle is doing this every time it gets kicked and the cap flies off, I'm out. I think I'm going to do it. I, you said your beer chug challenge. I can't even I wonder I can't, what would be I worse. Couldn't even get my I couldn't even get my leg up
0: that high to kick that <laughs> well mop. no my bottle will be like on a little foot stool. Right. <laughs> It'll oh, be
1: way down there from down here
0: yes, <laughs> we can do that my daughters are great videographers I always have them taking my Instagram stories yeah they got things down now where they can tell you can do it I wear it. like Myers Leonard's wife look I thought she was an eight-year-old <laughs> she was way over on the other side of the room I'll flip it around the other side right. and have the camera angle so it looks up on the other way
1: we have one minute and we're no already... we don't have one minute because he said said things were on the old Showtime. All We're right. out in like... T- what? We have one minute. All right. Oh, what, we else, have... what else do you want to talk about?
0: <laughs> oh, we changed the show time yeah. again. Yeah. Um, I always find it fascinating how these things become a thing. Like the bottle cap challenge has exploded. Um. You had all these different dances, the Harlem Shake, yeah. which is actually where Coca and I met a long time ago. Really? He was doing some Harlem Shake with his crew at West Virginia. Wait, my, my
1: favorite was the mannequin challenge. Yes. Uh, did you? Were you? Yeah. Well, you weren't playing then. You were done before then. I was done, but we did one in, like for my son's birthday. So did uh, we. We about a,
0: to go to the archives and find the Yeah, games. wait. We did did better you do it one. with your
1: family? Yes. Okay, we did it. I choreographed like the whole. We were in like a paintball place or like a, a laser oh. tag place, and I got everybody in the place to cooperate. Oh, so we that's did the good. Challenge, and so it was. It was pretty cool.
0: The only thing worse than the actual challenge is when people are too late to the challenge. You don't want to be the guy that's too late. Yeah, yeah, it's Already yeah, yeah, played out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. party's I'm over. assuming that you weren't there. Uh, we were. We we're probably later. Yeah. Party was kind of coming to an end. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. we're not on the forefront that's of right. all that. Bottle cap challenge still going though.
0: I'm gonna try.